You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Crown and Collars Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I am one thirty, your host. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. That is the quickest and fastest way to reach me on social media. Um, I don't have any AKAs. I will throw it to my friend and my co-host. What's going on, y'all? This is Bianca, aka Tall Bianca X on Twitter, aka Tall Bianca.jpg on Instagram, aka I just printed new business cards. Let's go. Let's get it. Um, Will will be joining us. Uh, he's running a little bit late, but he will be joining us later on for the festivities. But we welcome you to another episode. We have a lot to get into and a lot to cover, so we're not going to dilly-dally or waste your time. Although I will say, y'all in this broom shit, y'all are going to jail. Like, I Hey, need- listen, I've, I've been standing brooms up on the bristles for a long-ass time. I don't know... Where this came from, how this sparked off and got viral, how NASA got involved. But you can do this any day of the year. Trust me on this, even though, like, none of y'all like the retweeted any of my posts about it. See, I kiss my ass and go to hell. Um, but <laughs> let's start the show. Yeah, you know what this reminds me of a little bit? Remember when B.O.B. like, made a whole song dissing NASA about lying about the Earth is, is flat? Oh, my God. I was trying to forget that. Thank you. You put another quarter in its meter. This is what I'm going to do, what I'm here for. Is B.O.B. still, is he still with us? Uh, no. <laughs> why would he be? Like, why, would, like, why, would you, why would you want that for anybody? Why is that aspirational? Like, did he fall off the edge? Because last time I seen him, he was on the internet calling people, you fucking coons! So I'm just wondering, is he still with us? Yeah, no, I mean, he probably still doing that, just like Erica Badu is probably till, still telling us that little girls wearing shorts to school is a little girl's problem and not a school administrator problem. Mm, or grown ass man's problem. Just like uh, Pastor Troy is probably telling us that uh, clothing is the reason why he don't get nominated for Grammys, even though he dressed like a sailor reject. <laughs> Not only that, but nigga, ain't nobody outside the state of Georgia and maybe Florida is playing no goddamn We Ready. First of fucking all. Or like Jay Electronica telling us his album coming out. Ooh, did I? Mm. Or Ari Lennox telling us she's going to leave social media only to come back to social media and give a not-apology apology. Oh, she's stealing from the Zillia Banks playbook as well. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we just covered a whole bunch of pop culture and, like, uh, men in the change. We're doing amazing friends. But let's just get we into We went from shit. brooms to – okay, yeah, let's – yeah. I, listen, our minds. Um, we doing right, it. Right. <laughs> let's get into – into these uh, topics, listen, this ain't this ain't the read. I'm not as witty and clever enough as Keith here to come up with a segment for this. But we do have a theme for tonight. And this theme is going to be black men. Um, and we're going to go from good black men, which ain't that many of you, know, just to be quite goddamn honest, um, to, to the usual trash, to just weird. Um, and we're going to throw uh, Cynthia in there just for uh, – just for, just for shits and giggles, which we will get to that because y'all tried it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. I just saw that trailer while we was pre-gaming and bitch. But anyway, 
<laughs> Y'all try to fuck out of that. But uh, <clears throat> it is uh, – let's start here with uh, Mr. Ta-Nehisi Coates, um, world-renowned uh, black author extraordinaire. Um, he has been one of the only black celebs, period, male or female, that I've seen. Like, and I mean like celebs, like not fellow journalists, not fellow people with some kind of integrity or, or what have you. Um, Tom Haas has been one of the only black people, um, black well-known visible people that I've seen to actually come to the defense of Gail King, who's had a very rough week to say the least. Um, the social media streets have been littered with reported death threats and misogynistic attacks on the veteran journalists since CBS dropped the controversial clip of King asking WNBA legend Lisa Leslie and close friend of and close friend of Kobe Bryant about his 2003 sexual assault case. Uh, despite the mounting amount of backlash from celebs and fans alike, journalists and author Ta-Nehisi Coates took to Instagram Sunday to support King and check those who failed to respectfully agree to disagree with the line of King's question. And let me park it right there. And listen, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you probably already heard me talk about this at length on Backwoods Burn Book. And I ain't going to say all what I said on there because this is not Backwoods Burn Book and I know Bianca has her own thoughts. But let me tell you something. Line of questioning is an interesting phrase because, listen, look, we have seen Gail King truly get in someone's ass. And I mean, like, get to the root, to the perennium, as Bianca right. said in our pregame. We've seen her get to the taint before. I know I ain't goddamn crazy. In that clip, that was probably one of the softest interviews I've or questions I've seen Gail do in quite some time. <laughs> yeah, no, because, like, the thing is, that wasn't her mission, right? Like, she wasn't looking to, like, aha, you know, anything about, right? you know, what was going on with the situation. It was her asking, because, like, Lisa Leslie is, like, the perfect Los Angelina, right? Like, she grew up there. She plays, you know, she played for the Sparks for a long time. Like, she still lives there. Um, she had, you know, a lot of time in those same circles trafficking with Kobe Bryant. So she knew him in a way that, you know, maybe most people necessarily would not have even gotten a chance to know him. Right. They were friends, like legit friends. Mm -hmm. And so for Gail to ask her, hey, like, how does, how does knowing what he did, you know, based on what we know about it, how does that affect you? And Lisa Leslie was like, you know, she gave in you know, terrible answer. Being completely honest, she's don't need six lines share this ass kicking. But because uh, let me go ahead because we because she she she, she 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 did the I've never seen them like that. Which like here's the thing: like we we need a paradigm shift just culturally, right? Like yeah, we only all know but so much about our friends. Um, yeah. and I'm about to just use this whole show as a clear example of that because. Y'all knew for a long time that, like, Jeremy and I, we were always super, like, progressive about, like, LGBT rights. And, you know, we – I was living in Canada at the time, and we did the show. We did a we did a midweek show when America made gay marriage legal. Yeah, we did. And it was, a point, it was the only point five we've ever done um, right. in, in the almost five years we've been doing this. And yet um, – Y'all, y'all didn't know like the battle I was fighting in terms of like my own identity, and 
I, you know, said all these things and, you know, got a lot of props for, hey, you know, that's showing with, you know, two guys who seem like they really got it together and know a lot about you know, these issues and are real sensitive and real attuned. And in actuality, it was like, no, I'm, I'm doing this for like a future me. <laughs> um, mm, right. And so, you know, at and the same me, time, I was. This because it's the, I feel like it's common sense and the right thing to do and also be a better me, but in a very different context than you. But continue, Frank. Right. The, this, this show could have had a much shorter run than it did. Well, at, least Ooh, as we, at least as we currently know it um right depending on how things broke so yeah i was i was doing a lot of things for a future me who is now present me um to figure out just what, what's the temperature on this where where are we going with this um how reliable is the set of things that i feel you know next to a set of people who opinions i value and so Bringing it back to what does that have to do with Lisa Leslie friendship and like, again, we don't know, but so much about what the people close to us, next to us, around us, near us, you know, with some sort of proximity, we don't know, but so much of it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we don't know so much of like the suffering that our parents went through in raising us. We don't know the suffering that our grandparents went through in raising our parents and so on and so forth. We don't, we don't have these bright neatly painted pictures we have versions of ourselves and all of us do we all sell versions of ourselves to people in ways and in contexts and we want them to mean we don't want to necessarily mean the same thing to everybody we want people to think well of us we want people to think favorably of us but what does that favorable relationship look like what does it feel like what does it sound like what's the dynamic is it an equal amount of give and take is it you know is there a little bit of imbalance how do we manage that imbalance um And so, no, that was not a good answer. And I don't blame Gail for going back and asking a second time in a gentler way. Um, what is it, you know, well, well, come on, really? Well, like this, she, she flat out said basically what you just said, but in a soft way, like, you wouldn't know that. Because Lisa Leslie's whole thing was like, like, Lisa did so many wrong things. And like you said, she honestly should be taking the brunt of the, of the, the heat that Gail has been getting. Because she did the classic thing most people that are close to men who have a history of being abusive in some way, shape, or form to various levels. Like, because I'm friends with him, he was never that way around me. That means that I can't believe that it could have happened. And like you said, Bianca, you don't know you never you don't know what somebody's doing when you're not there. Hell, you could be with, there with somebody, and listen, people are capable of anything. Number anything one, anything number one number two and again this is why i say y'all was doing a lot with gail because gail didn't even push back when lisa said inconsistencies and flat out incorrect things about that case then in the same breath lisa said i've been around men or i have male people in my life who i've seen be creepy and predatory towards women but I know Kobe isn't like that when Kobe is the one who is an admitted, a self-admitted rapist. Like, girl, what? <laughs> huh? And again, Lisa is the one that should be taking the brunt of this, of this heat. But because Gail dared ask the question, a soft question at that, about Kobe and his, let's be candid and call the thing a thing, his, his rape case, his self-admitted rape case. She got right. the, but the backlash because, again, we, and I said this on Twitter, and I said this on Burn Book, but I'm going to repeat it here. We collectively are very 
we get very stupid in protecting the legacy of black men who have fucked up past when they die. Here we protect them while they're alive for sure because you know because of misogyny but especially after they die and if they die in horrific and tragic ways as kobe did with Gigi, which first of all let's just in the spirit of fairness and you know all that you know they were laid to rest privately which good um vanessa is doing the best she can because lord knows who i it was for the best that they were laid to rest in private and the family can, and all the families, well, all those people that, that were involved in that tragic accident can uh, start to rebuild something of their lives. So we do want to be fair in that. But as Ta-Nehisi goes on to say in his, um, his Instagram post, he challenged black men and others who collectively dragged King while claiming that antics were in, in an effort to protect Brian's memory, Brian's memory and his family, Tana Casa Holtz called bullshit. Um, he said, and I quote, uh, Gail dared, dared speak of a man as though he were, Gail King dared speak of a man as though he were one, and, all, and a lot of us fucking lost it. We did not calmly express our dislike of the question. We are too weak for that. We, we threatened, we dragged, and we attacked. He ended his post saying, We should want more, we should be better. Um, I love the fact that in his Instagram post, he said he shouldn't, it's probably naive to expect better of black men, but he gonna do it anyway. Cause that's honestly really what it is. Like if nothing else, black men, straight black men specifically, in the words of Rashana, people never fail to fail me. You know, yeah. like you, you can expect better. You can challenge us to do better, but at the end of the day, we're not going to do better because not because we are incapable, but because we don't want to, because patriarch and, you know, our people hate, you know, quote unquote, tumbler words and big words and stuff, but words mean things. Words have meaning. Um, like you can't be just woke about racism and use big words for racism, but not for anything else. Patriarch and misogyny, all that came to a head with this, with this Gail King stuff to the point where you had Snoop threatening her, boosted, attacking her. Um, Ari Lennox, you know, in, internalized misogyny in that case, like, yeah, Ari went on a rant, then came back, then, then apologized, came back to Twitter just to say, I mean, I apologize for hurting y'all feelings, but I still feel the way I feel, even though the way I feel is why y'all feelings were hurt in the first place, so I guess good luck. Like, girl, huh? I thought you was leaving social media. Like, what the fuck is you, the fuck is you doing? You know, they don't, they don't, no one never leaves for too long. Like, some people do straight up just quit, but like, yeah. I find people who quit just go. Yeah, right? right? They don't make a production out of it. They just, you know, they sent their last tweet and they out of here. Right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm, then I'm going to throw it to Bianca and then we're going to move on to the next topic. If you are a person who felt the way about Gail King asking that question to Lisa Leslie, I would ask you this. Were you a person that when XX Extinct died and they brought his abuse and rape of his girlfriend up to his own mama, his own whole ass mama, and you were a person that with the rest of the internet as a collective, not, you know, obviously not everybody, but as a collective, at least, you know, in quote unquote black Twitter, if you were a person who then said, 
I mean, girl, I feel you, but your son was a whole ass goddamn rapist and abuser, and this shit gonna get talked about. If you were a person that had that energy then, I'm just gonna say, it is a bit hypocritical that now that energy has shifted and we can't talk about it or don't ask any loved ones for COVID. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Because we could do that all damn day. Because Lord, like for instance, I saw on Twitter today somebody say "fuck Carl Malone," which always "fuck Carl Malone." But right. who boy, when he dies, are we are we gonna have this same energy? Don't ask his loved ones about him being a whole predatory statutory rapist. I, I'm just saying. See, here's the thing about Carl Malone and his like. Do we know who those people are? Even like other than his. Wife, do we know who those people are? Because apparently in the relationships with... Because like apparently his parents are old, um, like yeah. when they had him. Uh, so he was in the line of a lot of you know brothers and sisters and stuff. Yeah, um, his papa was a rolling stone for sure. And obviously, you know, we know he had the multiple kids with underage uh, girls mm-hmm. um, that he then turned his back on. I don't know who the... Apparently, one of the sons, one of the kids, like tried to establish a relationship with them, and yeah, he you know, basically they, told them fuck off. I they think. go hunt. They, well, no, they go hunting and they text now. Apparently, and oh, I thought he, I thought he definitely told one of them to fuck off. I could be. He, he had, yeah, he had told one like kiss my ass for the sun don't shine, and um, yeah, no, but uh. I don't, I, yeah, who, who are the people that, what, jazz fans? Like, no, I'm I'm saying like some, like if they, when, if he passes, which I mean, we all going to pass and someone asks them like someone personal to him, not like a fan, I'm talking about like personal to him. Yeah, that's what what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know who that person is. Like, so I think, yeah, yeah. So I think in that case, because it's not as, you know, public as like say Kobe Vanessa was um, and Carl Malone mostly just kind of hangs out with the All Lives Matter crew and wears his you know 5'11 tactical gear shit and otherwise <laughs> generally generally tends to kind of just shut up and eat his food he's not like on is he even is he on uh, Twitter I, I know his at name but I think he blocked me ages ago um, shit I think he got all of us blocked to be honest Maybe like him and Ben Roethlisberger, one two, but no, um, Shit, like him, like him being Roethlisberger and Mo Jizzle. Oh my god, <laughs> but go ahead, my bad. that's go quite ahead. a reference. Oh, go ahead. but I mean, no, it's I just, always relevant, it's always the, relevant. Yeah, this is true. I just don't know who the person who that totem is going to be, who that stand is going to be that we say, Oh, well, we can't talk about that because, like, we one, we always talk about it, you know. And we've never seen that person surface and be like, leave Carl Malone alone. Like, we've never, that's never happened, right? Like, it's always like Utah Jazz 7613AB29 <laughs> who might pop up and be like, he was the best power forward, and then just kind of keep it moving. But, like, that, like, there aren't people who, he don't have people in that way. I, I really doubt it. Um, Fair enough. So yeah, no, I think that conversation will happen. I think a lot of people will shrug and just tell you what they ate for lunch that day when he passes. But um, fair. But that's gonna be a lot though, because and there's also this though. But that fair, a lot of people might shrug for Carl Malone. That's you know fair counterpoint. But 
I mean, think about Derrick Rose. You know, shit. Think about yeah, uh, now, so- yeah. Now Derrick Rose is gonna be the one, right? Like if 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 his like his career, it's a little too late for his career to track the same way. But like that dude is beloved in the city of Chicago because Chicago tends to hold it down for its own yeah. in a very particular way. Especially like he's a Simeon High product. Simeon High, if you don't know, had the Benji Wilson story. Which if you don't know the Benji Wilson story, please go look that up. I won't belabor it here. But basically, they always give Simeon High School in Chicago always gives their best player number twenty five. Um, since that was Benji's number. And Derrick Rose was one of the people who they assigned it to. I think Jabari Parker was another one. A couple other guys who've been in the NBA have been like Nick Anderson, I think, was that was the number 25 there. Um, and so they they there's this there's this progression and there's this there's this sort of localized cultural thing that he stands within. That yes, there are gonna be people who are vocal in support of him and don't want you to talk about it. And it's unfortunate that that just so happens to be the same city that you know, R. Kelly's from, right? Because uh, he's another one who, like, his fans are going to be in full throat to defend his garbage-ass music legacy and completely forget about slash blame the victims of everything that he did. Um, so, yeah, Derek Rose is going to be interesting. Um, because there were, you know, so many cases and because, you know, there was – never really a sense of atonement on his part. So some tried to make it that way when uh, he came back from injury because like it was like his whole, you know, he Derrick Rose is redeemed and stuff. Like even NBA players ran with that like shit. LeBron who also has put his foot in his fucking mouth. But like uh like LeBron I'm one person who we gonna segue and talk about um in a minute, uh Dwayne Wade, you know, so it was a bunch of people that uh like kind of ran with the whole Derrick Rose, you know, redemption thing. And then it was like, uh, can we really say that someone who was accused of gang rape and who in in a trial for rape said out his own goddamn mouth, he doesn't know what consent is. Can we really say that that's a redemption story? And people lost their shit then. You know, you, you know, me and Bianca, you know, me and you, we've seen it, those conversations kind of like, you know, basketball, social media, and then comment section and stuff. We've seen those conversations. It, it ain't been pretty. To say the least, so I agree with you. Like that's that's gonna be the one, you know. When we revisit this conversation of, you know, is it too soon? Is which honestly, it's never gonna be the right time to discuss anything, especially if you don't made up in your mind already. You don't want to hear it. So mm-hmm. there's that. But we'll see. But I I I salute Tanahasi Coates for defending Gail. Um, Big time, he, man. Love. Yeah, he. Propped her up for being a prepared reporter and not somebody who's always looking for like a shock story. Um, and that's really got in the face of a lot of people who, you know, went way overboard in terms of how they criticized Gail King for misunderstanding how she did her job. Correct. Correct. So we leave there to transition to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't even. <laughs> wow. All right, Jeremy. Okay. Um, no pun intended. We transitioned to talk about Dwayne Wade, retired NBA legend. Oh, on a basketball level, is Dwayne Wade a legend to you, Bianca? I mean, obviously he is to me, but is he a legend to you? Because I've seen this conversation of like 
is Dwayne Wade a Hall of Famer? Is he an NBA legend, superstar, da 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 And I'm just like, did we watch the same Dwayne Wade? Because The weird thing is, I am actually the best litmus test for that because here's the thing, and my answer's going to come last. I don't really fuck with Dwayne. I didn't really fuck with Dwayne Wade that much as an NBA player. Mm. But what he did on the court, how he played, the passion with which he played, you know, the success he had, absolutely. He is 100% a Hall of Famer. He's 100%, you know, somebody who should be looked at, like, in the higher echelons of basketball players. Um, I would say if you want to establish a really good soft baseline, top 50. Yeah. If you want to kind of zoom it in a little bit, he's definitely, a, you know, top seven shooting guard of all time. Mm-hmm. You, you figure Jordan, Kobe, you know – got to be a one-two, and then it gets kind of weird. You got, like, Jerry West and Allen Iverson and I think it's this point you start throwing Ray Allen in, and then Dwayne Wade kind of slots in there. Clyde Drexler fits mm. someplace in the mix. Yeah, I thought um, Clyde would probably be a little higher depending on who you ask, though. Yeah, Clyde Drexler dribbled with his head down. It was kind of weird. But, um, <laughs> like he read? Uh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that flagrant. But, he, yeah, he, he – he did not get a lot of fast break assists because he kind of was focused on where the ball was instead of um, getting up the court. And anyway, it's not important. Um, and again, the reason why the shooting guard thing becomes so screwy is because Dwayne Wade was not a good shooter coming, you know, into the NBA. It was just one weakness. Yeah. Um, and so, streaky shooter. Got to the basket. I fell down a lot. That was the thing. I was like, why do you fall all the damn time? Like he really did. Now, as much as I love Dwayne Wade when he was playing, he really did. Like he fell. Like it was one of those. Um, like it's not. It wasn't as flagrant and 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 egregious as say like a like a like a James Harden. It was never that. Oh yeah, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't wasn't that bad, but it's like, sir, why do you why do it why do you fall every time you go to the basket? Like, sir, somebody could just, the wind could blow on you and you just stumbling like a life alert commercial. Like, sir, what is going on? Like, Allen Iverson hit the deck a lot, but Allen Iverson was you know five eleven one seven, right? Like, right. It made sense because like, he the, also was one who didn't have a he did, he was another one who didn't have a great jumper and um did a lot of his work by getting to the basket, attacking, attacking, attacking. And he was like always like the way Wade's built like a wide receiver. There's no reason. Yeah, like he's what six four, six five, two twenty and shit. Like, sir, you should not be falling down this much. All right, why 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 is your why is your balance rating on two K eleven to six? Okay, listen, you up you your your name your nickname is the Flash, but you up here flickering. I am confusion. <laughs> I, I just have questions, Dwayne. I just Dwayne. I just have questions. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but on the serious tip. On the serious but no, yeah, on the serious tip. So yeah, three-time NBA champion. Uh, you know, five-time finalist. Um, you know, you won a couple gold medals. The Olympic team. Um, so his international game is there as well. Like it is. It's he's no like. He's up there if only because there is a really big generation of NBA players um, who pass through the annals of history where they were just called guards, right? Like you didn't differentiate between a point guard or, or an off guard, as they called it back then, or a shooting guard, as you now call it. They didn't really differentiate between those things too much. Now they do. Um, yeah. 
and then now it gets so, so much more technical now. And it gets weird where, like, you know, you look at like the early onset Curry era Warriors, where you brought that concept back for the first time in you know decades. It was like it's Monte Ellis the point guard, Steph Curry the point guard. You know, Monte tends to look for his own shot a little bit more. Steph might not have the athleticism to run with elite points. So, like, who's the point guard? Who's the like? There was a lot of that going on um, with them, but. Yeah, uh, like even Russell Westbrook will subject to a little bit of that. Like, oh, is he a shooting guard? Is he a point guard? You know, look yeah. at Drew Holiday now. Like, okay, well, he's playing with Alonzo Ball, who's definitely not a shooting guard. Uh, uh, absolutely not. Because of the way – because of the way he plays, right? He's got that Jason Kidd-esque, like, game. So yeah. he's extremely point guard guy. Drew Holiday had been turnover-prone point guard guy his whole career. And now it's like, oh, no, move him off the ball. And he's excelling. Yeah. Um, so again, like what's happening to the concept of the guard now was undergoing a different kind of shift. But Dwayne Wade came in what seven years into Kobe's career. Um, Iverson and Ray Allen were kind of your clear two best, you know, Iverson and Kobe were your clear two best shooting guards. And then it was like, oh, this dude's coming in busting heads already, like right off bucks. Okay, um, work him into the mix. Cool. Um, then, you know, a lot of guys had durability stuff like Brandon Roy, you know, should have you know, had more of a career. Uh, you know, other yeah, folks. Brandon, every uh, time I think of Brandon Roy, that makes me sad. You know, J.J. Reddick was a catch-and-shoot guy um, and so on and so forth. So you had this whole generation of, like, very divergent, but Dwayne was to do it all. And so yeah. I say yes. And, again, I say that despite how I feel about it personally. Um because I just didn't rock with the heat like that. I didn't rock with the way that, you know, that 2006 title was going to, you know, it was on the way to setting a very ugly precedent that thankfully the NBA got, you know, they curved off of. Yeah, because that that final series, uh, you know what, you know, we're not here to rehash the past. Uh, right. But yes, but we we are in agreement. Dwayne Wade, definitely NBA legend and and Hall of Famer. Um, also seeming to – Walk, walk his way into the um, human Hall of Fame because um, he recently opened up about supporting his daughter, Zaya, who identifies as a transgender girl. In an interview with Ellen DeGeneres on The Ellen Show this week, where he said that one day his 12-year-old came home and asked to have a conversation about using she and her pronouns to him and his wife, Gabrielle Union, and going by a different name than the one she was given at birth, he said. Uh, he told Ellen, when our child comes home with a question, when our child comes home with an issue, when our child comes home with anything, it's our job as parents to listen to that, to give the best information we can, the best feedback we can. And that doesn't change just because sexuality is now involved. Uh, he said that he and his wife, um, the Gabrielle Union, um, are are seeking and have been seeking um, information to educate themselves about the LGBT plus LGBTQ plus community, excuse me. Um, he said that he reached out to the cast of Holes, um, a series, an FX series about LGBTQ plus African American and Latino dancers in New York, um, among other resources and avenues. Um, he's, um, he also said, and this is what I found most interesting about um, this, um, and just how you can see that Dwayne Wade is an example of a straight black man who I'm not going to give him, you know, 
so many roses and, you know, pass on the back, you know, as a fellow cishet black man. But he seems to be doing the work to get it, which the work that we all should be doing. But again, niggas never fail to disappoint and what have you. But in December on a part on the All the Smoke podcast, he had he said he had to do some work on reframing his stance towards the LGBTQ plus community. He said, as we quote, as we say in the hood, it's ignorant. Um, I grew up with the same perspective that a lot of these people out here that's a little ignorant had. I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, what if your son comes home and tell you he's gay? What are you going to do? How are you going to be? How are you going to act? It ain't about him. He knows who he is. It's about you. Who are you? That resonated with me a lot. And obviously, fast forward now, you know, we know his son has now transitioned into his daughter. Um, He said he and Gabby are very proud of, of their daughter and as, as as they should be like Dwayne in this area Dwayne and Gabby have never like not not hit the mark you know what I mean like in every instance we've seen them talk of talk talk about uh Zaya whether it was it was before um uh her coming out using her pronouns and things of that nature uh when uh her outfit um, a couple like the, in the recent years, you know, them and f- pictures and stuff, their stance has been very staunch and very firm in that we support our daughter, um, in all things. Uh, we support them living in their truth, and we really don't give a fuck about what the fuck y'all got to say, which we need more of. We need more, um, and I'm gonna shut up because I've been going on for a minute. We need more cishet black couples openly and proudly loving LGBTQ plus children. Um, and this, while this is great and wonderful, it should be the norm and not the exception. And hopefully with, hopefully, you know, keyword hope, because again, people never fail to fail, especially niggas. Hopefully we can push this forward where it will be the norm and not the exception. Uh, so before I jump in, uh, our third member has joined us. You want to bring yourself into the fold? Hey, <clears throat> sorry. Hey, everyone. It's um, Side Eye, a.k.a. Simon the Austin, Salt in the Chill. I'll save the a.k.a.s for later. Um, I jumped on while Jeremy was saying his piece on the Wades, and I pretty much just agree with everything that that he said. Um, there do need to be more parents who at their core are invested in letting their children be children. And I'm glad that we're seeing more of that these days, um, especially in how the ways, I don't want to say deal with, but in how they, like in how they're present for Zion's upbringing. How they navigate it. Yeah. Bianca? Yeah, no. Um, and so, again, what it all comes back to is not making your children analogs of what you wish they are based on a projection of things either that you were and wish they carry on or things that you wish you could have aspired for that you want, like, to operate through your children. Um, and to not waver and to not accept anything aside from, like, the absolute thing that you want like your kids experience things in the world they 
have feelings and they have experiences and they have emotions and they have thoughts about things. They have questions about the world that they're surrounded by. And sometimes those questions are internal ones. Um, as was the case with me, but I mean, the social temperature on this stuff was you know, nowhere near where it is now. I was, I was Zaya's age, um, right about the same time Ellen came out. And so, you know, I was 12 going on 13 when Ellen came out with uh, that Time Magazine cover. And, mm. you know, 12 going on 13, you know, for me, it was the time when I first started having, like, the questions, right? Like, okay, well, what's puberty about to do to my body? And how is it going to impact me? And is this something I can then have for myself? And, again, I didn't have the internet. I didn't have social media. I didn't have classmates who were in the same boat. I had like my own thoughts basically and not much else. Um, and the world has advanced a great deal in a lot of that way. And a lot of it, you know, like me being out, you know, and I was just like, Oh, well maybe me living and experiencing, you know, life the way I do is inspiring somebody else to it. I'm not saying that's the case here. I, I don't can't confirm I've ever crossed paths with this kid, but um, the thing is this is repeatable and this is happening, you know, all over the world. And so to see, you know, a child like Zaya, you know, confident in herself and... Been here before. She is so wise. Right. And not only that, but like, you know, the the athletic jock older brother, right, who... Protective at that. Like, is super protective, yes. Yes. Um, you know, my, my older brother would not have been that for me. Um, probably still ain't. But... Um, you know, the parents, right? You know, the the, the pro athlete and the, the model actress, you know. Um, they seem like parents who are invested in letting their children be children. They're going to let them, you know, have a full experience of life and a full experience of, you know, what's going on with themselves, what's going on in the world, uh, being supportive, figuring out, uh, you know, the questions they have now as a result of Zaya having come out. Um, Indeed. And coming back and being better, well-informed parents. Uh, yeah. I think that what sticks out to me and what Dwayne, Dwayne said is that, like, he, like many of us, were, you know, grew up and were mad problematic, but he had a teachable spirit you know, and a willingness to learn and grow. Like, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be a bit petty here, if you will, friends. Okay. Okay. I, you shut up, Will. <clears throat> I just find it funny how all of the girl dads who were so up in arms about protecting Kobe's legacy turned all that energy around to be homophobic and transphobic towards Zaya and Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne specifically for being a loud and proud parent of an LGBTQ plus child. I just find it funny how you niggas were talking about protecting legacies and all that shit went out the window when it was some queerness coming around. I just want to point that out. Continue. 
Yeah, no, they like the the girl dad thing was very performative, very like intentionally misunderstood. Um, and not that I'm the first one to be like, oh, well, I mean, this is the first time I've seen a picture of your daughter ever. Like, I'm not being that person because I, I don't like that particular brand of counter snark necessarily. But what I will say is, yeah, this was predictable. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it again. It's all 100% the same people, but there's a, there's a lot of overlap. Um, yeah. yeah. And these people, they, these people, they know what they're doing, right? They know that they are not choosing kindness at a time when doing so would be so easy. And it's like the super obvious thing to do. And right. yet they can't find it in themselves to be kind people in a moment that more or less requires it because, you know, so much of our survival and healthy relationships um, that we form that start in the family and then fan out can fall apart as a result of coming out or as a result of being discovered or whatever. Um, and so for, you know, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union to form this household where they all gently and comfortably explored all these things together, um, you know, more people could stand to model that behavior. Um, right. And also the the sons, like the fact that they're right, it clearly seems that they're raising their sons to not, basically not be bigots, which is a lot, a hell of a lot more than I can say for the likes of Pastor Troy, who oh, is hell. who is actively homophobic and actively also raising his son to be homophobic as well. Like, we need the ways to counteract the Pastor Troy's, which segue by the fucking way. Pastor Troy, sir, sir, you are a down south Georgia boy. You rep for Georgia boys all the time. Southern country Georgia boys at that. And for that, I have always been a fan of you. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you one motherfucking thing. You don't ever in your black ass natural life have to worry about even being close to the fucking Grammys. It ain't got a goddamn thing to do with what the fuck you dress like. Or sex. Because first of all, the irony is because you already dress like a motherfucking rejected sailor Scott as is, nigga. Who the fuck walks around with a goddamn <laughs> with some goddamn Nike tits tech fleece and some motherfucking high ass uh, Chuck Taylors and a fucking WWE belt that look like a Transformer morpher, nigga. The fuck? I see. I pulled up at the correct time. That's number yeah. one. Oh, go ahead, Bianca. Joke stealing ass thing. No. Uh, but no. Uh, yeah. It, it's, I love you too, friend. I know. Uh, sometimes it's just weird seeing, you know, people we haven't thought about that much just coming out like, yo, this is the thing I'm going to like attach my name to. This is, this is where I'm going to reestablish my relevance. I'm going to reestablish my relevance by being an idiot, by being regressive, by being backwards thinking on something that just so simply requires forward thinking and not being a complete fucking harmful idiot. Correct. It's a low bar to clear. Like, how are you managing like to electric slide under that one? Like, right. It's really disappointing when people choose moments like you know just moments like these to just try and stand up in some real bullshit like this is you you need attention so badly that this is where you're willing to go 
Like, gotcha. nigga, I ain't thought about Pastor Troy like that since Outcast at last when me and Bianca started this goddamn podcast 10 years ago. I mean, not 10 <laughs> years ago, five years ago. Yeah, might as well be 10 years. How many I, episodes I, we done? I just, I listen, uh, hey, hello. Uh, and so for Pastor Troy to just come out, I, but I will say, I listen, let me tell you something. I love Lil Nas X. His response to that shit was just to shrug it off and be like, damn, I look good. Which the fuck he did. So, when in doubt, know that you look good. When in doubt, know that you look good. But, uh, well, we talked about Ta-Nehisi Coates and Dwayne Wade being good black men. Let's transition, if you haven't already noticed, uh, in our uh, talking about Pastor Troy. Let's talk about some trash black men. <clears throat> so let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about the president of Jackson State University um, resigning after being busted in a prostitution sting in Mississippi. Um, he was among 17 people. Um, police in Clinton, Mississippi arrested William Bynum Jr., um, age 57. First of all, that is a black-ass damn name if I've ever heard one in my life. Um, and charged him with procuring the services of a prostitute, false claims of identity, and possession of marijuana. Bynum has resigned, according to the Board of Trustees of State Institutions of Higher Learning. The board said it will meet, quote, soon to discuss interim leadership at Jackson State. Also arrested was Shonda McCarthy, director of Jackson State Art Galleries. She was charged with procuring services of a prostitute and possession of marijuana while operating a motor vehicle. That is such a bullshit second charge. Ain't it <laughs> like, like, leave it alone the fact that I live in a place where it's legal. That is such a garbage. Like, that's like, oh, and by the way, you know, like, right. get out of here. Um, this is like the surcharge of charges. Petty surcharge of charges. Right. Oh, by the way, here's some extra shit. Right. Whoo. Oh, boy. Who Jesus. Um. Yeah, this is a lot. I mean, he had like he's he's been like university presidents before. He hadn't been there very long, but um, well, he's about to be working at the gas station now. Oh boy, about Will. To, like Sam's name is Will Bynum Jr. He's another Will Bynum. Oh yeah, he is. He got a gas station um, owner name. Yeah, like gas station that sells car parts. Like yeah, mm-hmm. and also damn, sells chicken. Like damn, the hood fell off of my. Fucking Subaru. Let me. Have you worked go. at one of these gas stations before, Jeremy? You shut the hell up, Will. That's what you do. Okay, All check right. the box for yes. Oh, yes, we got this. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck y'all. <laughs> God damn hey, not, nothing wrong with it. One of my closest friends did third shift at a quick trip for about two years. Um, it was mm-hmm. weird because, like, like, she would just call me on the work phone and just be like, hey, what's going on? I'd be like, well, just getting in from the club. What you up to? Girl, you know, working. You know, you got <laughs> free moonshine and break, and break pads. It is what it is. We're not judging anybody. Hey. I mean, we know Jeremy get that anyway because he got three first names. But Because uh, that's just how he is. You know what? You know what? Let's not turn this into the Don't Call Jeremy Festival. Um, Anyway, yeah, Will Bynum caught up in this process. Like, how do we feel about stings about this in 2020? Because... Mm. I I feel like I feel like sting is appropriate when we're talking about the possibility of like human trafficking being an element in the prostitution side of it. Yeah, because uh, this is to be real. It's twenty twenty. I don't give a shit about prostitution. 
as long as everybody involved is as long as everybody involved like wants to be there i couldn't give a fuck less i like i literally could not give less of a fuck yeah um today in my black planet perusals i saw somebody you know talking about you know god this and god that in regards to zaya wade our, our previous topic but let me tell you how god works um mm. Will Bynum's bio on his Jackson State University page, you know, it's been removed now because he ain't came to president anymore. They're trying to disassociate quickly. But that joint said, look back and thank God. Look forward and trust God. Look around and serve God. Look within and find God. Whole lot of good God did him in the town of Clinton, Mississippi. Mm. When God told you to tend to your ministry, this was not what he meant. When the Lord, when he said spell the rod, this is not what he meant. You know what? It meant spare the rod, not mm-hmm. spend the rod, not not supply the rod, um, not invite these young ladies to sit and spin on the rod. Oh mm. my god! You know what? It's always a wild ride when you jump in the show. Well, like this time you're coming in midway, guns blazing. I I fuck with it. <laughs> well, he just, he ain't gonna be shit anyway. Cause that just how we use. Touche. Speaking of ain't shit, and speaking of uh, <clears throat> uh, more implications uh, with sex trafficking and far more serious, um, at Valdosta State, uh, the dean among 14 others, um, 14 Lowndes County men who have been accused of communicating with children online and then traveling to meet with them for sex in a sex trafficking operation. Um, among those charged is, is Keith Walters, Dean of the College of Science and Mathematics at Adolph State University, the Georgia Bureau, Bureau of Investigation. That word always trips me up. Um, says the arrests are the result of a four-day undercover investigation planned for months and coordinated between nearly 20 agencies. God damn. The GBI says all the suspects ranging from 24 to 57 years old travel from areas around South Georgia with the intent to meet children for sex. While the suspects believed they were communicating with a minor online, they were in fact talking to undercover investigators. Some cases, the investigators say the suspects also sent obscene or lewd content requesting pornographic images from the undercover investigation investigators posing as children. Oh my life. Yeah, now this this is clearly the worst of the two stories, right? Um, the guillotine. Let's get the party started. First off, I was today years old when I learned that Valdosta State is not an HBCU. Uh, same. Um, everybody I know who ever went, I know like fifteen years worth of people who've gone to Valdosta State. Not all consecutively necessarily, but like between my first time in Atlanta and like now. I'd say, yeah, like, I, I was under the impression that, oh, Valdosta State, like, that's that's where black people, it's HBCU. Well, it's not. Because, um, yeah, this, oh, my God, like, this is, again, that question I asked earlier, this is where, again, this is where it's unquestionably a problem. Um, but the darkness hit different over there. Apparently. Yeah, they, they talking about, like, some to catch a predator shit over here. Right. Um, this is literally, like, Chris Hansen should be showing up for his cut any minute now. Any minute now. Um, wow. Dean Ooh, of the College of Science and Math. Yeah. And for, like, for what it's worth, it 
um, because I have the article pulled up here and I'm looking at it. I see, I mean, it's inconsequential. All these men should go to jail, under the jail, electric chair, if you will. It is about five white men, one Latino man, and the rest of these are niggas. Yeah, well, that stays HBCU. No, I'm lying. Um, <laughs> You're doing amazing, Bianca. No, because I'm reading this now, and it says that they traveled from all over South Georgia mm-hmm. with the sole intention of meeting these. It, it's, it's like they would say on – you remember Chris Hansen will pop out from behind the, the other bedroom, and don't you have a seat right there? Well, you know, what are you doing you, here? I know you wanted to curse some of those people out. Like, why don't you sit the fuck down? Right. <laughs> Could you imagine if like HBO picked that show up? Oh my! Wow! Mm. Oh, uncensored! Oh, you want to be bringing fucking wine coolers to kids, huh? Could you imagine Chris Hansen beating people up? And shit? I that would have that would have been a litty two titty right there. But no, yeah. um, I, I would have paid to watch that. Yeah, Next like the child predator in the back of the head with a kitchen chair. With a <laughs> Just him and like Lex Luger or somebody, just like some un like some unlikely wrestler who just like felt real passionately about this. Just as the second person, just '90s Jerry Springer all over again, just beating the shit out of people with chairs, big time. But um, to fade a predator, let's run that. To show title. Ding. Um. But yeah, no, like. Yeah, they would say, oh, no, I was just coming to, you know, make sure that, that she was okay and, and that nobody was uh, coming to harm her. Or, you know, they'd give those shitty excuses. Yeah, with um, your dick out, sir? Right. Where you brought you brought condoms to make sure that she was okay. Yeah. Sure thing. Now, what uh, are you going to do with these, with, these, with these magnum condoms you don't fit, sir? Demonstrate geez. what? Fire safety? Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's get some occupations for some of the people who they busted on this because we got the dean of math and science of Valdosta State already. Um, okay, student. That's the police coming to arrest y'all. Continue, being yeah. Honest. Get him, student. Shout out to Miss Valdosta feeding green. Oh my god, <laughs> student forklift driver, electrician, truck driver, retail manager, electrician. I think I said already, customer service representative. We're just going to let the siren play. Kamala and them is on y'all ass. And rightfully so. This is good podcasting right here. Listen, whenever the police be coming when we record, we always talking about some fuck shit. Like, I right, know. like the police always coming. Right. Because they come to take the trash out. Y'all going to jail. They know what we Here doing. We yeah, but like Bianca was saying, like these are a wide range of variety of men who are goddamn predators and shit. And of course, it would be one nigga that's unemployed, a fucking course. And these these people are like they they clearly have issues. I could not imagine being an electrician trying to fuck kids. You know how much money electricians make, right? Hey, like, that's what I should have went to school for to be goddamn honest. But I was lazy. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, ranging from twenty four to fifty seven. Again, all y'all need to go under the jail. Um, this is again the fight against sex trafficking and protecting 
children specifically, uh, girls specifically, black girls. Uh, this is why we need to be vigilant about that shit. Like we don't need to play up, play around with it. Um, think I, as much as we do not fuck with the police, rightfully so. When they rightfully do their job, I think it's commendable. Good for them for getting these motherfuckers up out of here, and may they get the electric chair. Listen, when Olivia Benson can get somebody up out of here without losing her gun, I'm here for it, all right? Get these <laughs> motherfuckers out of here. Put them in jail. Like, not even prison. Put them in jail. Just put these niggas in half-baked jail. Correct. Um. So we move from trash black men to a weird black man. Um, and we're black people in general because we ain't forgot Cynthia. I'm a, we. I'm gonna get to you in a second. Uh, but in in weird news, one man believes Tupac is alive in New Mexico and plans to make a movie about it. There is currently no information regarding when you will be able to see the Loge budget film Tupac: The Great Escape from UMC. Uh, shout out to Rolling Stone for that immaculate shade. <laughs> <laughs> I love when publications do shit like that. <laughs> that was immaculate shade, and it is, and it's well deserved because nigga, what in the whole goddamn fuck? Uh, but yes, basically this, this, this man named Ross Boss, Rick Boss, Rick Boss. I'm sorry, thank you, Bianca. And that is going to be important later because I am upset. But continue to bring the story in. Yes. Um, perhaps one of the greatest conspiracy theories in music history is that Tupac Shakur is still alive. There's a, I, for, I love the shade in this Rolling Stone article. I just love it. There's a stubborn, stubborn contingent of people who refuse to believe that Shakur died from four gunshot wounds he sustained on September 7th, 1996 in Las Vegas. Um, various people have shared the story of how that night went on from Tupac's own bodyguards to Shakur. Shug Knight. Um, we, we have people, we have people that were there with receipts that yes, um, Miss uh Tupac is is no longer with us. But some folks still claim that, that nigga is alive somewhere. Like, and we heard the you know the jokes and the you know the conspiracy theories over the years and shit. Um, Tupac yeah, to <laughs> Rick Ross, I still maintain that Rick Ross needs to be slapped for that. Um because honestly, the song wasn't that good to be goddamn honest. But anyway. On the same popularity of this conspiracy theory is now the basis for an upcoming film, Tupac, The Great Escape from the U- from UMC by Ross by Rick Boss. Quote, the, mo- the movie is about Tupac actually escaping University Medical Center here in Las Vegas and relocating to New Mexico. And they, they always put the nigga in Mexico. <laughs> and getting protection from the Na- Na- Navajo tribe. Boss, a LA, a Los Angeles filmmaker told ABC's 13, KTNV. According to Boss, Tupac planted a body, a body double in Shug Knight's BMW when he heard of the planned attempt on his life and escaped by helicopter to, to Navajo. If I'm fucking that up, please. Navajo. 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 Thank you so much. Our Lord forgive me. We're bringing the Navajos into it like just out of nowhere. All right. Let's just uh, recruit the Native Americans. Oh. Right. Um, tribal land in New Mexico where federal agents couldn't follow him. Boss alleges that he obtained the information. 
about two pots of vibe through the Rattles family and close circle of surrounding friends. Sir, I don't, I have a, I have a strong possibility that you ain't talking to no goddamn two pots close friends and family. I this feel like you got that shit from Reddit. <laughs> I feel like this you know what? theory involves a whole lot of chicken wire. A lot of chicken wire. You know why I know he didn't talk to any of Tupac's friends, family, or people who just like knew him a little bit? How Bianca? I'm gonna tell you how I know that because when he gave the interview about like what his plan was, Rick Boss showed up wearing a hat that was what, like a snapback with what looks like a leather panel on the front and a mesh on the back. And in script, this hat says Rick Boss on it. <laughs> hey, you remember uh, way back, like in, like way back in, uh, like the quote unquote golden days. To remember when that nigga was making his own hats. Oh, the no pats and the yes, and the, yes, yeah, N zero P E. All right, tell me, tell me, Rick Boss ain't wearing no kind of hat. <laughs> yeah, Rick. Rick Boss is wearing that hat, and it says Rick Boss on it in script. Hey, he wearing them hat. He wearing them uh them uh Microsoft Paint hats. No, this is black and white, but uh, it's still ugly. Cause why are you wearing a hat with your name on it in regular script? Do you have amnesia? Like, dog, put a logo on this. Don't just. Rick Bossett, no. What are you? What are you doing? This is garbage. I want to know how many. You know, I want to know how many films this nigga done made claiming that I'm, he is a lost. I want to know how many of these hats he got. The, the number well, does not too many. The, apparently, the limit does not exist. The, like he he got the same hat, red and blue, and then like forest green, and I would be so upset. See the police coming for you too for them damn hats. <laughs> Yo, he definitely got like you fit the description hats. So if y'all had if y'all had to wear a hat, right, and your choice was that the hat had to identify you in some way, what would you put on it? Hmm. Hmm. Um, a, a picture of a kid in a Halloween costume, um, demanding somebody handing over, demanding somebody hand over a bag of money. See, I would just put my Instagram handle, right? I, I would put, like, the Instagram logo, and I have my handle, like, in, like, I would have it, like, diagonal set, and, like, the other half of the half side of the hat blank. That way, people coming from one direction would, like, one particular direction would have no idea what the hell was going on with my hat. I like something that makes people think. I also don't really need you motherfuckers on my Instagram. Nah, they can look. My Instagram is... Yo, this nigga is a scammer. I tried to look this nigga up. I ain't find shit. This nigga is a scammer. <laughs> he just came out of nowhere. This nigga's a goddamn scammer. Shame on y'all for giving this motherfucker in his airtime. Well, I guess shade on us because we talking about it. But still, like, you, I tried to look up this motherfucker's films he done did. I tried to look up his net worth. Anything anything discernible about, about Mr. Rick Mr. Rick Boss. You know what the fuck came up? Google. I told, I'll type in Google. Google, what is Rick Boss's net worth? You know what Google said? Google said, nigga, do you mean Rick Ross? <laughs> right? That's what the fuck Google said. This nigga's a goddamn scam. I could have told you you couldn't Google that shit. You see this picture of um, Armando Ensenada as Tupac? Uh, you, know <laughs> you know what? 
That's all. That's all that needs to be said. That's all that needs to be said. Speaking of bad projects, so <clears throat> Tupac Hernandez. We'll get the fuck off this call. They got, they got Tupac looking like people's brother. Tupac Gomez and shit. Get out of here. <laughs> Tupac Sosa. Um, speaking of bad projects, so the trailer of the genius trailer for the Aretha Franklin limited series oh my God. came out. And I have questions. My first question is what the f- who Cynthia, how do y'all say her last name? It don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> I want to know, did y'all not see first of all the trailer was some boo-boo? Um I don't know how the fuck y'all got her playing her younger and older selves. I don't fucking know. Also, she don't look shit like no goddamn Aretha Franklin. Third, ain't this the same? How the fuck y'all gonna get someone who said so much, had so much fucked up shit to say about black American culture to portray a black American icon in a limited series, I guess, what, biopic, doctor? Like, I don't know what the fuck is this. Some bullshit. Fuck the goddamn all. Did y'all learn nothing from the new edition? Listen, I know BET overplayed the fuck out of the new edition movie, the three-part new edition movie, but you cannot tell me that they did not typecast impeccably. You cannot tell me that those actors that played they played young Bobby, young um, um, uh, Ricky, Mike. You cannot tell me that was not excellent casting in that damn movie. Did y- y'all I'm sorry, learn- I want the police to come for this one, too. Right. Did y'all learn nothing? Did y'all just see the new edition movie and how they cast that shit and be like, you know what, just fuck it. We ain't going to revert, go back to this at all. Because I don't see no goddamn Rita and no goddamn Cynthia. Not a one. I see grapes in, in the wine when I see this bitch, okay? I see boo-boo. I see trash. I see someone that shitted on black American black American culture. How the fuck? Like, with everything that Aretha stood for, y'all gonna get this person? Who don't look shit like Aretha? Like, not even close? Not even a little bit? I see OG from Basketball Wives. <laughs> you know what? Chow, so Ocho Cinco wanted her too? You know he, <clears throat> you know he had that that thing about being in anybody's DM. God, excuse me. Wow, that was. Mm. Well, I mean, <clears throat> he is a nigga. I mean, so you know. Um, but you know, this is not about Chad Ochocinco. I just <sighs> listen. I'm not saying everything has to be perfect. I'm not saying this anything. is trash. Thank you, friend. I don't. This is this this is disrespectful. Now y'all want to talk about disrespecting the legacy. This is it. I know we're right. gonna step out of the grave and put her and set her purse down to shade the fuck out of this event. Let me tell you something. We did not sit through seven hours of Aretha's fume for this bullshit here. No, this is. I see what they did. They ain't low. Aretha. They 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 bringing Aretha back because this is this is the only explanation for this type of shit. Like this is disrespectful. Yeah, you talk all this. Ah, oh, they. It was happening to all legends. This is happening to all legends. Not the right. fact that they die. Everybody got to die. We're we going to lose them and we got to replace them some kind of way, but 
This ain't this, the way to this ain't legacy. It. This ain't it's it. For, this for goddamn show ain't it. This ain't it. This woman look like somebody mammy about to. No. Okay. Mm. Mm. In Halloween costumes. Yeah. Not even beautiful gowns. No, fuck that. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fred Flintstonian gowns. These are terrible gowns. We can't say beautiful gowns when the gowns are actually terrible. Fuck that. Fuck that. All rags. right. <laughs> beautiful rags. No, ugly rags. They I'm should like, be doused with gas. They should be soaked in gasoline. The you know what? Let me not say that. I was finna be incredibly problematic. Uh, so with that, let's take a break. And then we'll come back and wrap up with some HBCU confessions. Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, Make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And we're back, and it's time to wrap up with some HBCU fashions. Um, and y'all, 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 y'all on some trash. Um, let's start with our resident favorite, FAMU. Um, honestly, FAMU is br- it's disappointing, it's kind of weak, but we decided to go ahead and get you out of the way. <coughs> I want my ex back, but I don't feel like I don't feel right getting back with her without telling her my body count is actually 20 more than she thinks and that I kind of cheated. What should I do? She was heated when I told her my fake body count. Fam, you. I don't. What the, this is <clears throat> the fact that we are dis- still discussing body counts in 2020. We body have no hope. That's why I was with it. I thought that there was like a small generation that kind of. Like, as young adults, we talk through that. We're like, yo, this is kind of stupid. Like, let's never mention it again. And I thought we would just pass that. Like, oh, you'd be surprised because not only the young folks saying this stupid shit, so you'd be surprised. Yeah, it's, that's, it's what, that's what, so like, you know, so like our age group, right, that came into like that first sort of, like the, the Wild Wild West Golden Era tour, right? That 2009 to 2011, everybody talked about so badly. Mm-hmm. I thought even then, like as we rounded in the form, we all agreed, hey, uh, body count is still in discussion. We should probably let that one go. We mostly have, right? Like there's still some people who do, but they're from parts of the country we don't go to anyway. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so to hear that, like, wow, like some college freshman is some kind of sophomore still talking about this, really? 
Listen, the only body count discussion that's useful is if you've both killed people. The Ray Lewis discussion, then. All right. Two. All right. So moving on. Uh, <laughs> I know that Aqua Silence was my co-host being disappointed that I went there, but you know what? Hey, way to take a stab at it, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Will. Uh, all right. Next one. So, I'm a plus-size woman, and I n- and never really take charge during sex. I have to be drunk in order to feel sexy and take the lead when I'm having sex. I don't feel sexy at all, so therefore, I think it makes me look awkward. I really hope y'all understand what I'm saying. Any tips? Anonymous. Get you to a big girl tweet up. Yeah. Those are actually things that happen, yeah. Um, focus on affirming yourself. Yeah. Um, no, like, it, it helps to, you know, see images of other people like yourself who, you know, enjoy themselves. Because the thing is, like, the self-confidence part, like, no, nobody can give you the, 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 the fucking elixir for that necessarily, right? Like, that's internal work. But I get it. Like, this is a world, especially in college, where you want external validation. So, like, surround yourself and make it a mission even to be around people who are, like, explicitly into that shit. Not I mean explicit as in, like, vulgarly so, but, like, people who don't shrink from the idea of, oh, I like, you know, I specifically like your body, whatever. Um, How it looks, as long as it's, you know, healthy and, and serves you as a meaningful, positive you know, external validator. Um, and I kind of hate the fake until you make it thing because the thing is, like, there's a part of that where you're, where you're faking, right? Um, but no, find find small things. Um, you know, dealing, dealing with my own challenges with my rapidly changing body, um, I, I just find little things to appreciate about myself. Um, and, you know, that's like actually from someone as someone who works with energy, that's exactly the approach I would suggest. You know, find things that, you know, find things about yourself that you like. Um, take it from there. You know, let that let that escalate and um, take pride in chopping down anybody who wants to come for the things about you that make you feel good about yourself because they don't have the right for to do that. Indeed. All right. Next one. My roommates are trash. They break my stuff, everything in all caps, in the house is mine. Eat my food and they're dirty AF. I used to go off, but I've been quiet about it lately because little do they know I'm breaking my lease and taking all my shit. They won't have anything, all caps, but appliances, NSU. I want to to applaud for this person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing is, ooh, girl, breaking the lease. But I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it, too. I get it. Take all your shit and move out. Leave. Let the motherfuckers be on their own. Yep. I have done that once, actually. Um, I had roommates who... Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to tell a story. But, yeah, I've been there before, and I made the decision. I was like, I will pay the penalty for breaking the lease. Um, Because... I had a few, it was a perfect storm actually. And thankfully the university understood what I was doing and, and why I was doing it. But like things I didn't tell them, ooh, could have wrote a book. Well, 
<clears throat> but yeah, I don't have anything to add. Like, teach, teach, listen, when people play in your face, you got to teach them a lesson. You got to, as Will will say, you got to match their energy. Yeah. So you, they are giving, they've been giving you fuckery. Well, you fuck around with them fuck arounds, you're going to fuck around and get smoked. So bad luck to them. Because how the fuck you just live somewhere and just be purposefully nasty and, and disrespectful and break shit? Bitch, I'll beat you. You know what? Let me not. Mm. Being disrespectful, <laughs> as uh, Mr. Delivered would say. As Scamwell Caldwell. Oh, my God. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> this next one. <laughs> Somebody cooking bacon? <laughs> Ooh, this next one. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> Mo- <laughs> Why? Well, it's a good thing that you wrote this anonymous because me... <laughs> But the fact that this person, okay, we know it's fam you, like, yeah, this says anonymous, but this is fam you. We just gonna treat it as fam you, okay? Let me read it. <laughs> Have you no pride? Okay, okay, okay. Most of y'all know us men have some bad days sexually, right? Not to brag, but I'm usually excellent in bed. I meet this one girl, and for the first time ever, I couldn't get it up. She ghosts me and been slandering me. Would I be wrong to smash the friend to shut up, shut up? I wrote, I, I read that as the fuck is before you ask. Anonymous. Hold on, run it by me one more time. Okay. <clears throat> Most of y'all know us men have some bad days sexually, right? Oh, Not God. to brag, but I'm usually, right? I'm usually excellent in bed. I meet this one girl, and for the first time ever, I couldn't get it up. She ghosts me and been slandering me. Would I be wrong to smash the friend to shut up, shut up? No, you wouldn't. But you <laughs> would be wrong to continue wasting your money on college because you don't know how to do words right. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you went to school to hand out dick and to fail exams and you are presently not failing exams. I mean, hell, apparently he failing dick, too, because well, failed to get it out, but uh, mm. listen, first of I all, I mean, this is quite literally the perfect climate for you to go fuck our homegirl. Um, I hope that by the time this, this podcast comes out, you've already done so. Yeah, it, if you can get it up, because uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna well, say, from what I hear from people that are close to me who, de- who de- delve in dick, um, if you gotta brag about your prowess, usually it ain't that good. Usually ain't, ain't too much prowess in the in the bragging side. Listen, and um, tends to procedure. And your um, statement about uh, most men have some bad days sexually. Well, according to the statistics, men have a lot of bad days sexually because men can't make women come. So. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just saying, I ain't saying you full of shit, sir, but what I am saying is you got a dab of shit on you. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, straight man taking L's this evening. <laughs> Ooh, goodness. Well, I mean, uh-huh. no, I'm, well, I mean, look at the material. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> apparently, he didn't want to look at the, he didn't want to get a fail for the material either because, uh, well, hell, apparently his material wasn't, you know what? Because the rooster stayed in the barn, okay? <laughs> the fucking rooster. Will fuck you. 
<laughs> that door was open and, and, and homeboy was like, uh, eh, eh. Whew, Jesus. All right. <laughs> Speaking of taking more ills. So I've been after this girl for years. She's bad. She's like a 10 to be real. And I'm like a cool six. I don't know why cool six is taking me down. <laughs> the self-awareness. I don't know why that is so funny to me. She's a hot 10. I'm a cool six. A, like the cool part is what took me down. I'm a cool six. So I finally, I finally bag her one day, and while I'm hitting, my dick keeps slipping out. The sixth oh, time, she said, okay, I'm tired, and it was over. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to KMS? I don't know what that means. What that mean, young people? What, what KMS mean, young people? Kill myself. <laughs> Killing myself? Gotta be. Oh, Oh, want to kill me. Oh, okay. Oh, ooh, damn. Because I thought he was like asking a question. That's a statement. Oh, oh dear. Damn. Fuck. You you might, sir, you, you might have um overshot your um listen, talk space is available. Promo code read, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you were six? Because this is big 3.7 energy here, my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I Firm mm. 3.7 energy. Mm. 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 Is I mean, that in... Mm. Mm. <laughs> there, there are several ways we can take these jokes, Will. I'm just... Which way you want to go is... <laughs> just, let's just segue off a cliff to it, because this is all a mess. Oh, man. Damn. You finally get the girl who you've been stalking for years, which we should point out that you actually were stalking this girl. And she finally let you hit, and you did not make a mess. <laughs> like, she gave you the opportunity to make a mess, and you didn't. Oof. That, mm. is, em- that is embarrassing. If- mm. Like, you finally get the draws, and you don't bring no draws. I just... Mm. Mm. <laughs> Mm. And your sock drawer empty. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. (sighs) You hate to see it. You hate to see it. I mean, she she hated to feel it. Well, I mean, you know what? Did she feel it? You beat me to it. You beat me to it. Can you feel it? Wait, I don't remember. Did, did, did she? Did she like give him the shoulder tap? Ah, uh, good luck, everybody. Oh God, that means she did. Hmm. I remember when Tito Jackson wrote that tweet when Japan had that earthquake. Oh no. Oh, mm, good luck, everybody. All right, next one. So this girl DM'd me on IG. We talked and she said I was cute and shit. Then we started sending news. We was going to link up and tell me why she say in order for us to fuck, I should let some dude give me head for five minutes. What y'all think and why would she say that? Anonymous. What kind of bait bus shit is this? Like, what in the sting operation here? <laughs> like, sir, what? 
That was weird. That was real weird. Like, <laughs> like what in the... <laughs> like, what? Huh? Why would you say... Why would you tell somebody this? Even anonymously, why would you tell somebody this? This is... Uh, hmm. The best... This is this is very big. Like, oh, by the way, here's my friend. Let's have a threesome energy. <laughs> y'all look like y'all don't like each other. Let's go. Listen, she was trying. She was setting you up to get robbed. That's what the fuck that is. This this sounds like she was trying to get her own little porno going. Mm. Next one. Speaking of porno, next one. My boyfriend can't stay hard doing sex, and when he is, the sex isn't that great. So bad, he apologized. I have to ride him to come. I cheated on him with a friend of mine. They were so good. I want to be faithful, but he's just so ass. NCCU. Um, if you say if you apologize to somebody for the sex, you, you this relationship needs to be over. Yeah. Yeah. Um there is really no place to go after an apology. I mean it's like there's there there well there are two ways to go. Either you go down, pun and no pun intended, or you go up and this guy clearly did not go down or up in the right way. Right. I would like um, you to get there. You you have to end the relationship. Why are you cheating, stupid? He can't, especially when it's been made clear, he can't fuck you right. Why are you being stupid and messy and cheating? This so, is you saying, frankly, you deserve the bad dick you've been getting because you don't even know how to cut the man off from giving you bad dick so you can go get some real dick. She said that when he gets all the way hard, the sex isn't even... So, like, when he on mid, the sex is better? What is... What? I am so confused by this, but it's... This poor person. Um, Either this this man is anxiety down to his socks, or he don't like you that much. Because I've never heard of. <clears throat> Maybe this just me. Anyway, like I've never been in a situation where I've had to apologize for just like not making a woman orgasm like I just I, I mm. what do y'all be doing like do you not like do you uh, mm. it's gotta be trash being a straight woman <laughs> I just god damn <laughs> Woo! well you know it's in, in moment, moments like these make me see why y'all go through so much because there are things that are questions that should not ever be questions. If a man cannot fuck you right, the question is not, do I stay here and build? It's how quickly can I get out of here? Correct. And should you see if you can fit his waffle line in your purse? Well, apparently he can't fit a lot of things. <laughs> that is such a nigga ass like analogy. <laughs> Leave it to Will. Leave it to Will. But speaking of leaving it, we're going to leave it there. Those have been the HBCU fashions. Um, honestly, a lot of a lot of disappointed 
cis hetero women in the HBCU fishings. It's, it, and it's Valentine's week too. A lot of, lot of sad songs being sung. A lot of sad songs being sung. But I mean, straight men are the ghetto. So I mean, good luck, everybody. Um, Get your, never mind. <laughs> but thank I'm you. Tuck that in. All right. I'm not going to say that thing. All right. I was going to say. Um, we thank you for listening to another episode of the Crown and Collars podcast. Uh, like us, rate us, leave us reviews, however you listen to your podcast. Five stars only. Please, we are some five-star bad bitches that know our worth. Don't play in our motherfucking face. Thank you so much. Uh, share the show with your friend. Use the hashtag Crown and Collars when you're live listening. Tell your this, tell your coworker that's cool and you will smoke weed with about this show. Share it with everyone. The word of mouth is still the best way for small podcasts like us to grow. I mean, honestly, I kind of on the one hand, I kind of feel like not good calling us a small podcast because we got like over 300 plus episodes but also we kind of are we are a small podcast so it's got to like you know get, give or take you know but you There's can you can help a us self-awareness yeah 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 but you can help us grow to be a bigger podcast and also help the flawless media network as a whole grow by word of mouth and telling a friend of a friend um share the show with everyone share the links retweet the links when you see them um by the time y'all hear this, um, it will be, what, two days away from Valentine's Day. I hope you, if you do have a Valentine, good for you. If you don't have a Valentine, good for you. I hope everybody, first of motherfucking all, is in love with yourself. And you have you a whole ass goddamn happy ass day. And fuck what anybody got to say about you. As Will gave that advice to the young lady and the other HBCU fashion. Self-love is the best love, so go you. And before I throw it to my co-host, uh, Valentine's Day is also my birthday, so uh, fuck with your boy. Hit that cash app and buy me some drinks so I can get fucked up with my friends. And that's all I got. And so he don't buy another country-ass blouse. Um, you know the fuck with. This Valentine's Day... I do feel on an astrological level, the moon will be in Scorpio. So um, try to contain your inner crazy. Mm. Try. <laughs> Don't stalk nobody. And um, I think just as a collective, we need to destigmatize ending relationships, ending connections, and leaving people alone who clearly have nothing to offer us. Because when you are with someone, for sexual reasons among other reasons and they are incapable of showing up sexually the question is never how do i build or stay loyal it's where is the exit take a little bit more responsibility for having your needs met in 2020 a mystic moment brought to you by will indeed um Ain't nobody checking on me. I don't give a fuck. It's another day as far as I'm concerned. Well, um... <laughs> Sorry to bring the temperature down, everybody. All right? <laughs> Goddamn. So it's like... supposed to be freezing as fuck over here, so I'm... <laughs> my Valentine's Day is probably going to be um, edibles or sleep. Ooh. Yeah, you know what mine's going to be? It's going to be meat. No, yeah. DM me if you really want to know.
You know what? On that note, I think that's a good way to end this damn show. We'll be back next week. Bye, y'all.